you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Well, hello there and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I'm Oliver Banks, your host, and it's a pleasure, as always, to be talking with you today. Now, right here on the Retail Transformation Show, the goal of the podcast has always been to give you the insight, the ideas and the inspiration to make your transformation a success. And a key part of making your transformation a success is, of course, you. So today, I wanted to give you a whole series of career tips from people that have been really very successful in their career. They've encountered transformation along the way. They know the challenges that you are going through. And so I have asked a very simple question. What would be your best career tip to succeed in this challenging and changing retail landscape? And for you, I have got four excellent experts. Now, if you do want to reach out and connect with any of these people, then do make sure you head over to the show notes page, which you can find today at obandco.uk slash 56. That's obandco.uk slash 56. First up, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Marguerite Bell onto the Retail Transformation Show. Now, Marguerite is the founder and managing director at Retail Life. Based in Australia, Marguerite works with clients who either are retailers or who work with retailers to help breathe fresh new life into retail given the challenging and changing world that we find ourselves in. During her career, Marguerite has held senior executive positions for some of Australia's largest retailers. So without further ado, let's find out what Marguerite Bell has to say. Marguerite, what would be your best career tip to succeed in this changing retail landscape? Oliver, what an interesting question. And uh, for me, with over 30 years experience in retail, I really thought about this a lot. And I think that uh, one of the biggest tips is to be open to a constantly changing retail landscape. Our retail landscape will never be the same as it is today. And we need to be thinking about our career and how we're going to be constantly transforming ourselves to make sure that we have a long and successful retail career path. That's a brilliant point. I think it's also about making yourself indispensable, making yourself memorable and the best employee a retailer can have in their team, one that they can't lose. And I think it's about being active in your role, not passive. And I also think it's about building your tribe. A tribe that is the ultimate. A tribe that you're seen as being a leader who encourages innovation, collaboration and creativity amongst the team, where all team players are important. I also think at the end of the day, to have a successful career in retail, you absolutely need to be passionate. You have to love what you do and that will come through. So for me, they would be my tips. And I have to say, I love that final point, that piece about actually really having passion and just sort of looping it back. I mean, 
you started with an excellent point it's ever-changing so how do we look after ourselves and I think that passion piece will absolutely drive it through Yes, I agree. And I think when we're passionate, we want to learn, we want to engage, we want to uh, to deliver the best. And ultimately, that will be will help in the ever changing retail landscape. Absolutely, and it brings in brings in uh, you know caring caring elements for your team and being able to lead lead that tribe as well, as you say. Super. Thank you so much. Excellent. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So that was Marguerite Bell. I love the point about actually just being open to the change that we're going through. We know it's coming, so let's welcome it, let's embrace it and really take it on. And it's funny, listening back after recording that with Marguerite, I listened back to that bit about building your tribe again. And I thought that was a particularly interesting point because in a big organisation, we're often thinking about, you know, our team, our structure, our department, where we sit, but not necessarily thinking about a tribe. Now, a tribe doesn't necessarily report into you. But this is a group of people that are aligned to you. They have the same viewpoint. They have the same outlook, the same values that you do. So do you have a tribe in your organization? I'd love to know what you think of that point. Because for me, I think there's a huge amount of value by just thinking slightly differently and how you could create a tribe in your organization that is there as a force for good, a force for transformation. You can find out more about Marguerite at her website, retaillife.com.au. And of course, I'll put links to the social profiles on the show notes page, which today you can find at obandco.uk slash 56. Now, as you're listening to this episode, I'd like you to make me a promise. Is that okay? What I'd like you to do is to promise to take action. Choose one of these four voices that you're going to hear. Pick something that they have said that has really resonated with you and put it into action. And I'd love to know which point that is. Either reach out on LinkedIn, comment on one of the posts about this episode, episode 56, or message me, Oliver Banks, or hey, drop me an email as well, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. Next up, I'd like to welcome Amber Kelly to the show. Amber is the People and Culture Director over at the Post Office here in the UK. As an experienced HR leader, she's particularly passionate about building a really strong culture for the employees, for the team, for your colleagues. She's also, as you're about to hear, a recent winner of the Leader Award at the 2019 Barclay Card Every Woman in Retail Awards which I was proud enough to be a partner with earlier on in the year. So here is Amber Kelly. So right now, I'm very keen to welcome Amber Kelly, the People and Culture Director for the Post Office. Amber, welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. Uh, thank you, Oliver. I'm delighted to join you. Super. So what we're looking at today is all about the best career tips. So Amber, you've recently won the, the Leader Award for the Every Woman in Retail event. So I'm very, very keen to know what's your best career tip to succeed in this changing retail landscape? Well, I'm still delighted. I can't believe I won the Leader Award at the 2019 Barclay Card Every Woman in Retail Awards. I'm absolutely thrilled. I was delighted to be nominated. If I think about my career and the advice that I'd give to others and the top tip, 
for me, there are two tips, actually, if I can be greedy. Um, Go on, then. The first, <laughs> one, the first one is is very much about um, maintaining your network, you know, making sure that your network internally and externally is healthy because I, it's really important that you go outside of your organization and you look at what others are doing. You t- you bring the outside in. So you think about best practice, ideas, innovation. There are so many out there. And by making the time to network and meet with others and have those discussions, it really, really helps. Um, it really, really helps about thinking about new technology, new ways of thinking, new ways of working. And you don't need to reinvent the wheel. It's very much about collaboration. So I've always had a really healthy network, both internally and externally. The second one for me is always have a mentor. Now, that might not be a formal mentoring relationship. It could be informal. And if I think about my career, most of the mentors that I've had have have actually been informal mentors. They've been people that I respect, people that I trust people that will tell you the truth and hold the mirror up and and really give you that advice, actually, that the, the things that you need to hear that maybe others won't tell you. So it's a trusted sounding board of somebody that you respect. And you sometimes you need to seek them out. And sometimes they 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 come into your life quite naturally because because they are somebody that you click with or somebody that you respect. So for me, there are two things. Maintain a really strong network and make sure you've always got a mentor, whether that's informally or formally. They're really great tips. Thank you very much. Just to to really clarify, the informal mentor, this is someone that perhaps you haven't sat down and said, will you be my mentor? It's more of a a natural uh, coach sounding board, someone like that. Is that what you're thinking? It It is actually, Oliver. If I think back about my career, at every point, you know, every different job that I've done, every different point in my career, I've always had an informal mentor. There's always been somebody that I respect, trust, that I've learned from, that I can talk to openly and honestly, and that will be honest with me as well and give me the feedback and and do that holding the mirror up and, and tell you the truth. And, you know, sometimes that's difficult, but if it's somebody that you trust and that you've built a relationship with, you, you respect their feedback and it just helps you. It helps you grow. It helps you learn. So for me, I've always had an informal mentor. So never sat down with them and said, will you be my mentor? But in reflection, when I look back now, there's always been somebody that I've gone to. There's always been somebody that I trust. And I've probably been that person for others as well. So it is about making yourself available for others too, because that's important to mm. be supportive of the future leaders as well, as well as your, you know, yourself currently in the role that you're in. Well, that is fabulous advice. Amber, thank you so much. It's really great that you could come on and share those, those snippets with us. Really appreciate the golden nuggets. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. So some great points there from Amber Kelly. I particularly liked her point about building the network, which is so important, both internally, which kind of happens naturally right if if we're, if we're being honest who you're working with etc but you also must be a little bit strategic about that how do you spread out your network from across the whole organization rather than just keeping it within the silos that you're used to right that's how you can begin to overcome those silo walls by having that internal network but it's also important to keep an active external network don't become insular don't become just inward looking 
you must stay in touch with the wider retail landscape. So going to events, for example, can be a brilliant opportunity for that. Meeting people on social media, there have been some amazing people that I've been lucky enough to meet through Twitter, through LinkedIn, both meeting electronically or over video calls or phone calls or even in real life. Shock horror, I know. But are you doing enough to really meet new people and extend that network that is ever so important? And hey, why not reach out and connect with Amber and even myself on LinkedIn? So search for Amber Kelly. I'll put all those links in the show notes over at obandco.uk slash 56. Next up, I'd like to introduce you to one more award winner from the very same awards, in fact, from the Barclay Card Every Woman in Retail Awards 2019. It's the winner of the Male Mentor Award, Gary Pickering. Gary is the Director of Sales and Retention at SSE, which is a utilities company based here in the UK. Now, you may say a utilities company isn't a retail company, but if I said that they had 6 million customers, would you shift that viewpoint? I think it's important to look slightly wider as to what is a retail company nowadays. It's certainly, as we've been talking about in some of the previous episodes, a key point about actually who are your competitors, because they may not be the traditional retailers. They may, in fact, be other companies that are serving consumers other ways of solving a problem. And actually, a utility company has many of the same factors when it comes to thinking about a transformation. Sure, it doesn't run shops necessarily, but it has a very large team which is widely dispersed over over the country. It has a number of different customers. And actually, they probably do a good job of CRM compared to some retailers, right? So it's worth looking at what you can learn from other companies, not necessarily the traditional retailers. Anyway, beside the point, here is Gary Pickering to share his advice and experience. So we're now joined by Gary Pickering. Gary, welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. Thank you, Oliver. Now I have to ask, it's the big question. So Gary, as the Male Mentor Award winner for Every Woman in Retail, I have to ask, what is your best career tip to succeed in this changing retail landscape? Well, the the best career advancement advice I can give to anyone is to add massive value visibly. I've, I've given presentations at many a conference about the potential limiting effects of setting what's referred to as realistic goals. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm suggesting that goals shouldn't be realistic, that often our definition of realistic is it should be easy or it should be what most people would do or, or play it safe. If we focus on what we really want, believe in ourselves, we can achieve remarkable things with our careers. If we think about some of the greats in business, politics and sport, for example, maybe uh, Richard Branson, Barack Obama, Usain Bolt, uh, to name just three, these, these greats and, and many others set goals that at the time many would have considered to have been unrealistic, but they believed in themselves, worked hard and achieved uh, amazing results. Uh, For for example, in in retail, uh, as you know, Oliver, there's a digital revolution going on and it is the people that can deliver transformational value to their respective businesses that will be promoted to positions where they can add even more value. You just need to ensure that you deliver 
and the decision makers see you delivering that value. And I, th- I think that's really great. I love how you bring in big characters from outside of retail and that belief, like you say, does drive it all. How do you suggest people build up their self-belief, their self-worth, I suppose? It's a really good question, Oliver. And, and from mentoring that um, that I've done, I find that as being one of, if not the biggest challenge. And what I've said to people, uh, both both men and women, is to to don't let the fear of failure get in the way of them setting these ambitious goals. But to set an ambitious goal that's going to be transformative to to them to their businesses and and to themselves, and and get started, get started on on taking action to deliver, and learn from the inevitable mistakes that will come along the way. Um, and I find that once people get started, uh, invariably um, they are successful for both their businesses and their own careers. Mm, so you start to build that momentum, and to your point earlier, you start to be able to actually deliver something actually achieve something and show that you are yeah so it's almost the self-fulfilling prophecy i suppose absolutely i I think from that belief comes the ability really to to set those goals that some other people may regard as unrealistic and with the acceptance that none of us are perfect and we will make some mistakes gives us the energy to get started on delivering something and and as we go we'll learn what works and what doesn't and we'll we'll change our our journey as as we travel through but ultimately we'll be moving in the right direction and everyone that I've worked with who have delivered transformative value for their business have have got started no one is perfect they've all made mistakes uh, i often make mistakes um but <laughs> but we but what we get going um and uh we forgive ourselves for those mistakes and take them as learning opportunities and and celebrate when we do deliver that value for our businesses and as i said we, we've all got a boss and our bosses want to deliver value too and from a career perspective bosses will promote people whether they be men or women who deliver value and the higher up you go in an organization you can del- you have the opportunity to deliver more value so our bosses will put us into more senior positions where we have that ability to to make them and our businesses successful so that that is that is my my number one career advancement tip and that is a great piece of advice really focused on the value there as well i love it thank you so much gary great thank you Oh, that was so good, wasn't it, from Gary Pickering there. Be visible and deliver value. I mean, that's a huge piece of advice anyway. And I know it sounds very obvious, but there are a whole number of people that don't do that, let's be honest. And Gary picked up on some really important themes there in what he was saying as he was exploring that. Building up self-belief is ever so important. And actually, I just wanted to touch on what he was talking about from a a realistic goals perspective, because we're always talking about smart goals, right? Where R is realistic. But actually, it's an interesting question. Is that limiting your potential? By setting realistic goals, are you not fulfilling what you, you, you could achieve by saying, actually, I'm only going to go so far? You know, if you flip that round, if you set big, hairy, audacious goals, right? If you're familiar with that term, the BHAGs, It's that equivalent of aim for the stars, 
And if you hit the moon, then that's amazing too. So is that something that you could explore? Remember, I've asked you to make that promise about what you're going to take action on from today's episode. And I would dearly love to know what bit really resonates with you and what you're going to do differently. Don't try and do it all would be my suggestion, but pick one thing and do it really well. And then come back and listen to this episode again and pick another thing and another thing and another thing. But do take action. So the final expert that I wanted to introduce you to is actually a good friend of the Retail Transformation Show. You may have heard him before on episode 45 and 46. That's right, it's the author of the fantastic book Reinventing Retail, Ian Shepard. Ian has held a number of very senior roles and some really major organisations, including Odeon, Game, Vodafone and Sky. And like I said, he was the star of episode 45 and 46. So if you've not heard those episodes, trust me on this. You're going to want to go back and tune in right now. Make sure you download them, add them to your playlist, or you can find them at obandco.uk slash 45 or slash 46. So do not miss out on those episodes. They were littered, littered with golden nuggets everywhere. A fantastic conversation. But right now, let's ask Ian that very same question. Here we go. So Ian Shepherd, I have to ask you, what would be your best career tip to succeed in this changing and challenging retail landscape? Well, Oliver, that's a great question. Um, my, my book is called Reinventing Retail, and my uh, my tip for people in you know this ever changing landscape is to think about reinventing themselves. Uh, so, you know what uh, I see in you know the changing world that retailers operate in is that the the things we're talking about, the technologies that we're using, the terminology that we're using, it changes all the time, and if you've grown up in the retail sector or indeed any consumer sector, you know, there is always a danger that you you did all your learning in your 20s and you're now in your 40s or your 50s or beyond. And, and, and actually some of that terminology and some of that technology has emerged over the period when you've been kind of becoming senior and successful and doing your and doing your thing. And there's a danger that you get a bit left behind. And so, you know, at the most extreme, obviously, you know, retail management teams, retail boards are now talking about, oh, what, what should we do with machine learning and artificial intelligence? And I, I, I you know, I always think that conversation st- should start with, does anybody around the table know what either of those words actually actually mean? Um, and that's quite a cut, cutting edge kind of current example. But actually, those same retail boards are also talking about investment in digital technology. They're talking about how much marketing money to invest in social media versus digital channels versus traditional media channels. Uh, And again, there is a danger that they're having those conversations without necessarily having the personal knowledge and experience that not not to be experts in all of those topics, but at least have enough familiarity with them to to be comfortable. Uh, And so, you know, I have I have recommended to retail teams before that they, you know, as a kind of almost board team building exercise, you know, go, go, go and learn some digital stuff. Um, uh, there, there are pr- plenty of resources out there where a, a management team could go and spend 24 hours uh, learning to build a simple website. And I think that would be pretty transformative to their view of the digital landscape or go and do something similar in in in, in, in understanding social media. Um, they're, they're, you know, I, I, I apply this lesson myself. So about a year ago, having talked a bit about 
what machine learning and artificial intelligence might mean for retailers. I, I went and did the um, on Coursera, the Stanford machine learning course, which is pretty, you know, that's pretty grueling. I'm a bit of a nerd. So, so you know, I enjoyed the, some of the maths associated with that, but it's totally transformed my understanding of what AI and machine learning might mean for retailers. And, and I, I'm able to trade off that little bit of extra knowledge and experience in, in a way that has turned out to be very useful for me. So my, my tip is staying current, investing in, you know, what can be free uh, training resources and reinventing constant, re- reinventing yourself as a retail leader. That's brilliant, Ian. So going back to the drawing board, continually learning in our new evolving world, the new normal, if you will, a phrase from your book, Reinventing Retail, reinvent yourself to continue to reinvent retail. That's brilliant. Thank you. You're very welcome. More great advice there from Ian Shepherd, And it's actually something that I have taken action on only just recently. So Instagram is, of course, a key part in how different consumers are talking and engaging with retail brands. But I wasn't actually on Instagram until very recently. So I've just started on Instagram. If you're over there, why not follow me and say hi? I'm oliverbanks.uk over there. oliverbanks.uk. And it would be great to engage. And hey, why not come with me? If you're not in Instagram, but maybe you should be, maybe you recognize that Instagram plays a key part in retail and actually you're not there so you don't understand it, why not sign up? It's free. Come and follow me. We'll learn together, right? But going back to Ian Shepard, some really very valuable advice there. So do stay current. Do continue to evolve. Don't take knowledge that was relatively yesterday and assume it's still present today because it might not be, right? Continue to learn. Continue to stay curious and be willing and open and ready to reinvent yourself. So there have been a huge number of different tips and pieces of advice for you in this episode to help you develop your career and continue to stay fit to lead transformation, successful transformation for your wider organization. But remember, what was your promise? What is the one thing that you are going to do out of this episode? I would dearly love to know, as I say, and I will be cheering you on to take that action. So do feel free to reach out either on one of the comments on LinkedIn for this post, episode 56, or message me on LinkedIn, or on Twitter, or even Instagram, as you just heard, or drop me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. Contact info from all of today's guests, from Marguerite Bell, from Amber Kelly, from Gary Pickering, and from Ian Shepard, can be found on the show notes page over at obandco.uk slash 56. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you have, remember to hit subscribe if you're a new listener. And if you've been listening to the Retail Transformation Show for a little while, then a review and rating would be so appreciated, particularly on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or actually whatever player you listen to. So feel free to give it a totally honest review. And I do hope you enjoy it. And you can always let me know any feedback as well, by the way. Either message me on LinkedIn or send me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. So thank you for tuning in once again. And remember, I'm going to be looking out for what you're promising. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.